0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you everybody it's adam wonder who he'll interview i am so excited to welcome tanya pinkins back to the show she's an actress director producer author filmmaker and so much more today we are talking about lessons learned and tanya has learned a lot in her life i can't wait to hear what she has to say Plus, we chat even more about her horror film, Red Pill, which will have its New York City premiere on Friday the 13th. Yes, Friday, August 13th at St. Nicholas Park in Harlem. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Tanya Pinkins. Um. So let's move into some lessons learned because I can't wait to talk to you about this. So what is one mistake you made earlier? early on in your career that became a life lesson you take with you to this day?
1: Mm. You know, that's a hard one to answer because I do believe that we're always exactly where we're supposed to be. Mm. And so there's a way in which when I go back over my life and look at the mistakes, I see how they led me to the next place I was supposed to be. Like um, when I was making this movie, I thought it was going to come out in March, 2020, And in March, I didn't even have a rough cut. And then nine months after we finished shooting, I still didn't have a rough cut of the film. And I thought, oh my God, I failed. And then I met Minji Kong and I went to Seoul. And then I was like, oh, that nine months was the time you had to be like going around on the treadmill because you were supposed to be here in Seoul with Minji Mm Kong. So kind of everything that has happened in my life, when I look back, it was supposed to be like, my daughter was saying to me the other day, like, you know, I, I've, I've had a lot of legal battles and, and lost custody of my children and spent 28 years of my life, you know, wrapped up in the court system. But in hindsight, when I look at that, as horrible as it was, it, it has given me such sovereignty. I know so much about how the world really works. I actually know how to handle any legal thing that would come my way. I've been able to help other people. So I guess the lesson I've learned is whatever is happening in your life, bless it, because it is there for a reason. Every failure, everything that is happening, it is there for a reason. There are no errors, no mistakes. Bless it, because it's taken you to the next place you need to go.
0: That's a really great way to look at it. Thank you for that. Um, Have you ever been fired from a show? And if so, what did that moment teach you?
1: I've definitely been fired. Um, I guess you wanna think of like what the firing is. So let me think about all the time for, you know, in, for, okay, Jelly's Last Jam, I got fired four or five times before it, it got to Broadway. You know, like while we were rehearsing for Broadway, I got fired four or five times. Um, but mostly firing for actors, it looks like you do a show out of town and then they don't take you on. So I did the piano lesson at Yale and on the road. And then when they went to Broadway, they didn't take me there. Um, when I was 16, I did Death and the King's Horseman by Wolej Soyenka at the Goodman Theater. I did it at the Kennedy Center. When they went to Broadway, they didn't take me. I did um, Thoroughly Modern Millie at La Jolla Playhouse. When they went to Broadway, they didn't take me.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. What is what does it feel like to like, you know, here you've you originate those roles, you put so much time into it. What does it feel like then when they say you're not coming?
1: Well, each of them was very different. So with Death and the King's Horseman, I remember I called Wole Soyinka up and asked him why, mm-hmm. because um, I, I was 16 when I did that show. And I think by the time it was going to Broadway, I was 20, maybe 19 or 20. And I don't know, he gave some lame excuse, but I think the point of that was me standing up and going, why would you not take me? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that was that lesson of, of, of assertiveness on my own behalf. With um, piano lesson, I felt uh, deep shame. I felt like, um, was it because I wasn't sleeping with the main actor? Um, and so I remember when I had to audition you know, on the road in piano lesson, I played the role of grace, which is a character that has like 12 lines in two scenes. And at the time I could tell they weren't happy with me, but I was just playing the role authentically and I would always get exit applause. Mm. And um, at the time I just felt bad and ashamed. And in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, you were too good for that little role. Like the audience like wanted more of you, you were not blending in. Mm but it wasn't that I was trying to do something different. I was just, but I I felt a lot of shame. And then when I, I remember when I had to go in and audition uh, for Lloyd Richards for um, his cat on a hot tin roof, I was, you know, it took a lot of courage to, to go in, but I I ended up going in and doing a great job. And then with Thoroughly Modern Millie, um, I just figured they didn't take me on because I told them, you know, what I thought was wrong with the play that, you know, it had some very, um, you know, not appropriate things. I figured they were like, yeah, we don't want anyone telling us that because we're gonna do this because we're gonna make a lot of money on this. I was like, you're definitely gonna make a lot of money, but this is not uh, politically correct.
0: When when you when you um, when you stood up for yourself and then didn't go on with the with the show, did that? Do you feel like uh, that's um, made you hesitant the next time you wanted to assert for yourself, or did you just feel like? It, it made you like, you know what? I know I was in the right and it is okay to advocate for myself in this way. I don't
1: think it, I don't think I ever feel like I know I'm in the right. I don't think there's such a thing, mm-hmm. but I do know that like one of the things my uh, acting coach, William Esper said is he said, when you go into an audition and you do the thing that excites you, if they don't, if you actually do the thing that excites you about the role, and they don't hire you be grateful because they clearly didn't want what you were doing and they were going to make you miserable trying to get you to do something else. And I think, I guess the inverse of that is if you're working with people and they're doing something that you can't be proud to do, you shouldn't be there Mm -hmm. because for me, particularly in the theater, it is such a naked and it requires so much of your soul. Um, I, you know, showing up six days a week for somebody else who doesn't even value what you're doing. No, no, there's just, you know, you can't, you can't pay me for that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really good advice that he that he gave you.
1: Yeah, he gave it I, to all of us.
0: Yes, and I think a lot of people listening, I think that will resonate with them, especially as we move back into theater and for the next generation of of actors.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, with this, we see you what, and it'll be interesting to see how many people have the courage of their convictions. Um, You know, standing in your truth has costs and it has consequences. No one can control other people. So if whatever your problem is involves having to change somebody or move somebody, you just wasting, you're wasting time, breath, you know, if you just want someone to sit with you and hold you, great. I can sit with you and be with you. But if you think that someone's going to come and change the external world for you, no, that's not ever going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. You have to take those steps yourself to change them.
1: Yeah, you got to figure yeah. out like what, it, what, why do I keep bringing myself into this situation?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why do I keep choosing this? Why am? And, that, and that's not to say that we are responsible for our lives in the sense that we picked it, but You know, there was a time in my life where I kept going around in many circles where it would keep showing up. It would keep showing up. And I'd have to really think like, why do I keep doing this? I must like this because I keep doing it. You know, Mm -hmm. I've got to choose differently now.
0: Let's take a quick break. And um, when we come back, we have much more with Tanya Pinkins.
1: Priceline presents,
0: go to your happy price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco.
1: All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy
0: place for a happy prize. Go to your happy prize, Priceline.
1: Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride, However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hi, I'm Tanya Pinkins, and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam.
0: And now we're back. And we're back. (laughs) And we're back. It's a quick break. Yes, very (laughs) fast. And how did it feel that when you finally chose differently? Well, it's,
1: that's an ongoing, that's an ongoing part of life. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I have a book called get over yourself, how to drop the drama and claim the life you deserve. And it is part of my, it's a sort of, uh, an explanation of my spiritual process that up to that point in my life, which is, you know, it's a great beginner's manual for people getting on this path. Um, And one of the things I say is whenever you decide you want something more or something bigger, the universe gives you more of what you have. And it says here, you can have a whole lot of what you got or you can wait for that thing you say you want. Mm. And if you keep choosing what you have, then you're going to keep having what you have. And so sometimes you have to say no to more of what you already have in order to be available for this new thing that's in your mind. And I I mean, I literally just had that a few weeks ago when I got this, um, women of the movement series that I'm doing for ABC. It's an amazing, amazing project. And I remember my first series was something called university hospital with Aaron spelling, um, in British Columbia, like 30 years ago. And I was like, get me off of here. You know, I'm in my twenties. I'm making a lot of money more money than I'd ever made in my life, but I wasn't working. And I was like, that was like the soap operas again. And I'm like, I like to work. Mm-hmm. I love what I do and I want to do it. And so there were a lot of years. I was like series, series, series. Now I'm older now. Give me that series. <laughs> Pay me that money. It's really good. So um, when I got this women of the movement, what a gift, but I just made my movie. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, you got the series. You just made a movie. you say, that you want to keep making movies but you just got a series. So now you're 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 going to be in this place where the universe is going to tempt you what is it you really want to do? And don't you know sure enough, a few weeks ago, another series came up. Want me to sign on for 8 years and I was like, nope. Wow.
0: <laughs> so interesting. <clears throat> the universe, the universe is definitely very mysterious when it comes to when it comes to that?
1: I don't think that's mysterious at all. I think that that is where our free will comes into play. Mm. It's like you say you want something, now you have the free will to choose it. Mm. You can choose this thing that you can't see, but you know in your heart that you desire, or you can choose what's right in front of your eyes. And to me, the ultimate act of faith is to trust that what your heart's desire is for you and to say no to the tangible in the faith that what you you your heart wants is for you, and to wait for it.
0: Mm, I like that. I'm learning so much today. I, I mean, that's why I was one of the reasons I was so excited to interview you is because I knew you would have so many words of wisdom that would that would help me.
1: Well, I hope so.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, what is something that you've learned from a co-star or a castmate?
1: Um, Essa pather introduced me to the Harlem Renaissance writers and that changed my view of the world because there were just so many writers, Nella Larson and Petrie, um, that she, uh, she really turned me on to another world. And for me growing up, I was the outcast kid. And so reading was my escape. I would just read all day, every day. And so when she introduced me to that, that was a, a real lifesaver for me. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest the biggest lesson I've gotten from another cast
0: member. That's wonderful. Um, what is something you wish you could tell your younger self that you that would have saved you from a mistake or heartache, either in your life or career?
1: Don't get married ever.
0: <laughs> I think
1: it's different for a man. Uh um but definitely for a woman there is no there's nothing in it for women i mean i suppose if you're marrying a man for money and you're signing a contract with a prenuptial agreement and so it's like an insurance policy like he's gonna dump me and i'm gonna get this money and i didn't have anything before and i'll be better off great but other than that there's just nothing in it for women at all and then when i started seeing that um uh I care a lot movie. I was started getting terrified about all the single women who are women of prominence who have, you know, it's like the, 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 um, the Salem witch trials again, like, you know, someone's going to make you a guardian and torture you for the rest of your life and take what you built your whole life.
0: Oh my gosh. Mm. Well, that's actually all I have for the lessons learned. So what a note to end. on.
1: A horror! We yes. ended on a horror movie! My favorite! Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. We bring it all back together. <laughs> um, now, I do have a, a fan question from uh, one of my Patreon followers, okay. uh, or uh, Patreon members. Um, they, the Golden Gaze NYC, they want to know, um, what's the difference between creating a role on stage that someone else wrote and creating your own work?
1: Well, let me just say this. I have had the good fortune to predominantly originate roles. The only times I've done uh, replacements have been in Shakespeare's, which is kind of like you always get to originate. And once at a university, I did a Raisin in the Sun. When you are an actor for someone else, you are a tool. You are there to help them realize their vision. And as an actor, sometimes you can show them things in their work that they didn't know was there, but you are, are, are definitely an implement for someone else's vision to come to life. Mm-hmm. For me as the creator, the writer you know, of Red Pill, um, I got to build the entire world. And so I w- was grateful to the actors who I hired because they were so good. And because they come from a theater background, they could work really fast. I mean, they can't tell you anything good about my directing because I was not giving them no direction. My director was like, you know, when I say action, count 20 there. And then when you get to that line, take 10, count 10. You know, because it was like, I need I need a pause here because I need you to do some acting. I had to trust that they could act. There was no time for like, no, no, there was none of that. I had to hire people who I knew. I knew who they were as people. I knew what they would bring. And I had to trust that. Um, hopefully the next time, I'll get to do some nuanced things and try some things, but this first time around, but in that, just getting to build a world, it's like being God mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> okay. I liked it.
0: <laughs> well, as I said earlier, we can't wait to see what you do with the next film. So thank you very Adam. much looking forward to it. Um, I do also want to mention b- before we go. Um, oh, actually, wait. I'm going to save that for the end. Never mind. Um, but we are up to the final question. So I always end the interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, "Bearing It All." With "Call Me Adam," so if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you have not shared before, what would you tell me today?
1: A bearing it all, I was a bed wetter most of my life, childhood.
0: Wow. That is definitely the first time I've ever gotten an answer like that before. Thank you for sharing. For sure. Um, Now, where can everybody find you on social media?
1: Um, I want them to find me now at Red Pill, www.redpillmovie2020.com. Tanya Pinkins on Insta, Twitter, uh, all of those places.
0: Great. Well, everybody listening, you have to see Tanya's film, Red Pill. It is so good. It's already starting to win awards. You've won... um, I know of the two awards at the, am I pronouncing this right? Mykonos, Mykonos,
1: Mykonos Greece, we won um, best, First Time Filmmaker, Best Black Lives Matter Film, um, a film in a a jury in Sweden, The Lulea. We won Best First Time Filmmaker. That's so
0: great. Everybody listening, you have to see this movie. I jumped out of my seat four times. It is so good. So please, please go watch it. And um, always remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have thousands of hours of art and theater podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's all the which for the
1: business of show, callmeadam.com.
0: Find more episodes of Baring It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite swag.